are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good Thursday show for you. We're going to talk a little bit about my podcast that's coming out in a couple hours, my weekly podcast, who the guest is. A little bit about Bachelor in Paradise. I had another recurring dream. Told you in the past, I have four recurring dreams. Well, one of them happened again last night. We're going to talk Temptation Island and The Big D, my new two-hour block on Wednesday night. I got thoughts on both of those shows. The F-Boy Island sort of note that I never got to yesterday that I teased in the open, and I've got an update on the Family Feud story that I talked about yesterday. and We'll get to all that momentarily. This podcast brought to you by Coming Out for Love. It's the first U.S. lesbian dating competition show. It is on comingoutforlove.com every Friday. New episodes every Friday. There's 16 in the season. There's been seven that have been released so far, and I'm telling you, you're missing one of the best dating shows out there if you're not watching this. So go purchase it. You have to pay to watch it. There's a different bundle that you can purchase. Each bundle has different features to it. Purchase whatever bundle you like on comingoutforlove.com. Type in promo code REALITYSTEVE at checkout and receive 15% off your order. All right, let's start off with this. Uh, in two hours from now, the weekly podcast will be out, and it is podcast number 344, and it is with psychologist Dr. Katherine Sanderson. We just talk a lot about how she goes about her teachings in psychology. She's a professor at Amherst College, and how she incorporates reality shows into her teachings. We talk about things that have happened on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Survivor, a very, very good discussion on the psychological aspect of being on a reality dating show and the effects it can have on you during the show and post-show. So look for that coming up in a couple hours. Moving on to Bachelor in Paradise, you know, one thing I was thinking of yesterday that has not happened, and this is the first time I know for a fact in eight seasons, because this is season number nine, in the previous eight seasons of Bachelor in Paradise, at some point during the season, a picture got out there. Like somebody down in Mexico saw filming, took a picture, whether it was just of one contestant sitting at a pool or, you know, in the beginning when some were arriving. Sometimes there's been pictures at the airport of people coming and going. It is amazing that we are one or two days away from Bachelor in Paradise filming being over and not one picture has gotten out this season not one remember last season i had the video of michael leo and danielle malty on a date i mean just nothing this season now i will say this that is until last night i got a picture sent to me last night but it wasn't of people however it was a picture that had information about bachelor in paradise on it however without no Without knowing details, it's just kind of a puzzle. And, yeah, it's the best way to describe it. If it was a picture of a date or people there down in Mexico, it absolutely would post it, but it's not. So it's just kind of adding to the puzzle. Does it it clarify a few things? Yeah. I mean, it's a picture that uh, clearly... uh, it's a, it's it 
I, I shouldn't even say clearly. It's just, uh, it, it's not a picture of anybody, of any human being, and it's not a picture of a date or anything like that, but it is a picture that gives me a piece to the puzzle down in paradise is the best way I can describe it. So I just, when I, when I got that last night, I was like, holy shit, wow, this is the first thing um, photo-wise that I've gotten or that's been out there all season that they've been filming. They've been filming almost two and a half weeks now for Paradise. Not one picture has gotten out. So, again, it's not like it's guaranteed to get out every season, just like it's never a guarantee once The Bachelor or Bachelorette goes overseas to start filming. It's basically just luck. It's all it is. It's luck and somebody happens to take a photo or a video and they happen to be American tourists and they post it somewhere or the tourism board for those countries posts it on their own Instagram account, whatever the case may be. But there's no guarantee every year. When they're in the U.S., yes, pictures usually get out because it's kind of hard to keep that, especially if they're doing dates in downtown and doing dates in very populated areas. When they go out to the to the boonies, yeah, you're not going to get any pictures from there. But when they do dates in downtown L.A. or downtown San Antonio or whatever, I'm just naming cities they've been to in the past, it'll get out. But once they go overseas, it's hit or miss. You just never know. And Mexico, I feel like something's gotten out every single season. I could, I could pull up all seasons one through eight and just looking at the cast list, I can say I remember getting a picture or photo or video of, you know, so-and-so. I remember I remember getting something of uh, Michelle Money and Cody Sattler, which was season one or two. I can't remember which, can't remember which season that was. Uh, I remember um, Adam and Raven uh, on a date. Um, I remember Colt, uh, there was uh, Colton and Tia on a date. I got a picture of, I mean... Just going down the list, I, I'm just saying, at least in those first eight seasons, at least one photo of a date or a person hanging out in Mexico or somebody at the airport, at least one got out all season. This season is the first time it's never happened. Now, granted, they've got a one or two days left. Maybe something happens. Maybe we get somebody at an airport going home. Uh, but, man, just, just different. You know, they film in the same spot. It's not like... And it's just, again, this is, it's, it's blind luck is what it is. Shit, the picture I got last night was blind luck. So, like I said, but it's not of anybody um, and it's not of any sort of date or else I would post it. Um, I, one thing I can report that, you know, this isn't any surprise. They do this every year. They bring back a couple or couples from previous seasons, successful couples from Paradise. They bring them down. Kenny and Mari are down there right now. So we're getting towards the end of filming. My guess is Kenny and Mari are either getting out a date card or speaking to couples who are about to embark on overnights or, you know, tell them how important it is and all this stuff because they're a successful couple uh, from the show. But Kenny and Mari are, are down there right now in Mexico. So if you've listened to this podcast long enough, I think you've heard me say, and I can't remember what, I, I mean, I've done so many podcasts, you know, the diehards who tune in all the time probably will remember me saying this, but if you're a sporadic listener, again, it would just have to be blind luck that you happen to listen to this. But I've said it a few times that I have four recurring dreams 
that kind of are on a rotating basis that I remember the most uh, when I sleep and after I wake up. One of them is my just something from my high school basketball career. The other one is, I think it's a common one among people, and that's getting to the end of my senior year of college and realizing there's one class that I never attended all year and not graduating, which is just bizarre. Like I said, I, these are the ones that happen the most frequent that I remember. There's one that goes back to my radio career where I get in front of the microphone live on air and I'm just fumbling over what to say. And I'm just, and I'm, no words are coming out of my mouth, and yet I'm live on the air and I'm not saying anything. That's one. And then the fourth one that's come out in recent years, again, I don't know why because I've never done this in my life, is my dream is I'm in stand up, I'm doing stand up comedy. But yet every time I'm getting in stand up, it's like I'm finding out 20 minutes beforehand. And I'm on in 20 minutes and I have no material. But then you're like, well, why would you be why would you be in stand up if you had no material? Look, it's a dream. Sometimes you can't explain dreams. But those are the four recurring ones that I have. And the stand up one happened again last night, meaning Tuesday night, because I'm recording this Wednesday night. And it's so bizarre to me because, like I said, I've, I've never done stand up in my life. I love stand up. I love watching stand up specials. I love going to comedy clubs. But. I've never tried it. There was a time there where I was starting to take notes to think, hey, could I turn this into a stand-up bit? And that, I mean, that was years ago. It was 10, 15 years ago. I've never done it. You know, Maybe hanging out with Dave Neal and talking to Dave. And, and Dave and I do a lot of uh, talking about stand-up in general on our voice messages to each other. Maybe that has something to do with it. That That's what's why it's fairly new in my life because I've only known Dave for a couple years now. That could be it. I don't know. But it's so weird. The dream last night was I was at a club. And and the thing was, it's not like I was plucked off the street. It was like I knew I was part of a night of comedy at this club. And I'm walking around the club. I'm talking to the other comedians. But the whole time I'm talking to them, I'm like, oh, my God, what what set am I going to do tonight? I don't I don't have anything. <laughs> it was, it's just weird. I don't I don't understand it. If anyone out there is a dream interpreter, I don't know what that means. Um, especially the one on radio where, you know, I sit down every night after about 11 o'clock central time and record two podcasts every night. I crack open the mic and I always have plenty to say. But yet I have a recurring dream where I just am on the air live at a sports station and I just can't say anything. And I'm just stumbling and mumbling over my words and I'm fidgeting through papers to find out what to talk about. And people are yelling at me like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. And then there's the one about college where it's the end of the semester, second semester, senior year. And I only went to class like once all semester and I never told anybody. And there's that. <laughs> and then anything involving high school basketball where I'm back with my old team or I'm Myself now going back to 1993 senior year and playing as myself. Now. It's just so weird. But yeah, those are my four recurring dreams. So 
It's and and they're just unexplainable. I'm sure some people will say that there's a meaning to any of them. I I, I don't know if I really buy that. Um, I just think it's funny that those four recur the most when I go to sleep. So let's move on and talk about last night's two-hour block on the USA Network, starting off with Temptation Island and then followed by the Big D. Temptation Island. You know, I say it every year. I even talk about it in today's podcast with Dr. Uh, Catherine Sanderson. It's like, look, if you are actually going on this show as a couple that thinks they're at a crossroads in the relationship and you need this show to figure out if this is the person you need to be with, you probably already have your answer at this point. But that doesn't mean we can't enjoy the hell out of it as viewers. And I thank all four couples who decided to sign up for this show because just through two episodes, it's been highly entertaining because you watch it and you're like, first off, have these people even watched the show before? And secondly, do they know, do they comprehend what they were getting into? Because you listen to the things that Paris says and you listen to the things that Vanessa says. You're like, do you know what show you're on? The funny thing is, last night is the episode where they get that final conversation with their significant other before they split them up and they go into the villas and live with the other sexes and they live with the singles. And every single couple, same thing, every season, it's just like, oh, babe, love you so much. You're the only one for me. Nothing's going to break us apart. (laughs) And then, like... Vanessa and Roberto, I'm just scratching my head at Vanessa because it's quite comical. Like, she literally told Roberto, I trust you. And he said, that's the first time you've ever told me that. And she said, you're the only one for me. And then the second the singles arrived, she's talking about how Roberto is not a type of guy that she's ever gone for before. and And her friends are so surprised she's with him. And I'm like, you literally just bared your soul to him knowing you aren't going to see him in a month for a month (laughs) just but it wasn't just them it was the other couples too and it's just babe i love you so much and you're the only one for me nothing's going to come between us and you know shit's going down like not even i don't even know how vanessa is going to deal with i i tweeted it out last night the first bonfire clip that Vanessa sees of Roberto even smiling with somebody on a date, she's liable to chuck a shoe at somebody. Like she, There's no way she's going to be able to handle anything that Roberto does that's remotely engaging with one of the female singles on his side of the island. There's no way. We've already seen how she is. She's very, very controlling. She's very, very set in her ways. And then at the end of the episode, holy shit, did you see what triggered him? One of the other girls talked over him, and Roberto lost it. Just lost it. And it's not like the girls screamed at him. It was just they were kind of talking at the same time, and it literally triggered him to open up in his confessional about Vanessa never lets him speak, and Vanessa talks down to him, and he's crying into a throw pillow. Like, holy shit, she's got him all messed up there is zero chance and i will eat my words and hope to have them on the podcast if they are together at the end of this thing but there's no way i think they are but if they are by all means vanessa and roberto will come on this podcast i will contact 
uh, I will contact my people over at USA who I'm dealing with, and I'll say, I want Vanessa and Roberto first, and I'll issue an apology to them if they are still together. I don't see there's any way those two are still together. But we'll let it play out. I think Christopher is in trouble. Christopher was one that definitely... He literally said to the camera in a confessional, I just want to be like the mentor this season. I want to establish friendships with all these women. And literally five minutes later, he's in a confessional. He's got a woman on each arm. He's got a big smile on his face. And he's talking about temptation. Yeah, he's in trouble. I think he's absolutely cheating on Maricela. And he's also referring to himself in the third person. So then there's that because anybody that refers to himself in the third person, especially on a dating show like this. Yeah, we're getting we're getting some good stuff from them. But I mean, you just look at it from the outside. I Great in Paris. No way. Roberto and uh, Vanessa. No way. Christopher and Maricela. Probably not. You know, Hall and Caitlin seem to be the only two. Caitlin, as of right now, Caitlin is the most reserved on the show, for sure. She has been the most reserved. You can tell she's, you know, kind of hesitant to open herself up and start, you know, really flirting or liking a guy, but that can change. This is only episode two. We've got plenty of time. But right now, they are the probably the most, quote-unquote, solid couple, but that's not saying much. So I cannot wait for the rest of the season to play out. Now on to the Big D, which airs right after it. Divorced couples on an island in Costa Rica. <laughs> so last week, I said, going into the first episode, my thoughts were, oh, the Big D is going to be divorced couples on an island living in a villa, and they're going to bring in a bunch of single people to go out so they can go out on dates with them, but they're going to be dating them in front of their ex-wife or ex-husband and then the first episode was just the six divorced couples and they could only go on dates with each other and I'm like oh so they're not bringing in singles but then last night's episode they bring in a single divorcee by the name of Dean because they lost one of the men last week Brooks who was Casey's ex-husband they bring in Dean and I'm like okay I guess they are bringing in singles but once they said he was a divorcee and Dean references ex-wife a couple times. They even showed, just like they have with all the other couples, you know, pictures of them and their marriage and stuff like that, wedding day and living together and all that stuff. It makes me think that the because a woman was eliminated last night, they're going to bring in another woman next week, which we saw in the preview of someone walking in the door. I got to believe that's going to be Dean's ex-wife. Could I be wrong? Sure. But my guess is it's going to be Dean's ex-wife. So... There aren't going to be technically any single singles. Everyone that's there is going to have their ex there at some point. That's my guess. I guess we'll know more next week. I don't know what the deal is with Tacker, Thacker. What are they calling him? Takur? Maybe it's Takur. But this guy, the nerve that this guy, maybe because he's drunk, I don't know. But the nerve of this guy to literally chew out his ex-wife, Dee Dee, for all she did was say, hey, Dean, let's go talk out here. 
And he took that as a slap in his face, like she was rubbing it in his face. It's like, dude, Dee Dee said all you did in your marriage was cheat on her. And all she did was go within eyeshot of you to go sit on a couch and talk to one of the single guys, which is the point of the show. It's not like she went back to the guy's room and left hand in hand with him. Hell, not only that, one of the other women went with him. It was two of the women talking to Dean. He's the newest guy there. He probably needs someone to talk to. I And then Tacker literally lost it on Dee Dee. There, no way those two are getting back together. But the guys ended up voting Allie off the show. David's or Mim's ex-wife, which seemed like the logical thing to do. I didn't. I definitely didn't think Ariel was going home because her and Blair have too much of a storyline going, and you can almost you can almost feel who's kind of going home. Just I, I felt like Ali got has gotten the least camera time of all the women on the show so far. Um, and then in the first episode, I just thought they focused on Brooks so much and how Brooks so badly wanted to get back together with Casey. And the whole point is, you know, vote people off who who aren't able to move on. It's like, okay, well, Brooks clearly wasn't ready to move on and date someone else. So it made sense. Not to mention Allie telling whoever she did. I think she told, she said, who was she sitting there talking to? I was talking to Casey and told her she's not attracted to any of the guys in the house. She's not even attracted to David anymore, her ex-husband. So it's just like, okay, well, then why are you there? You know, that's not, that's not helping matters. But. I, I just thought Tacker was being an asshole uh, to Didi, and I she seems like she's moving she's moved on from him, and he just wants to not have her, but doesn't want her to have happiness or be with anybody else, and that's not what you want. It's not the point of this show. So again, and you know in. In the brief preview we've gotten for the season, if I remember correctly, I could have sworn I saw Dee Dee talking to Ariel on the couch saying, I'm so sorry that it's that it's your ex that I'm interested in. So I, I definitely think Dee Dee and Blair are going to be a thing at some point later on this season. It's just a matter of how serious it gets. Are they the couple that ends up together at the end of this thing? Do any of the exes get back together i mean alexis and devon seem like they don't even want to be with anybody else but each other they've talked about the fact that they've had sex with each other since the divorce he keeps talking about how good she looks devon told him he was either in the episode last night or was in the preview i can't remember that she said i think she said in the preview uh for next week's episode that she still loves him right and i'm just like okay well so they have a possibility to work out Casey's a firecracker. She is she is good TV. I hope she doesn't get voted off. She's fun to watch. Keep her on. I like Ariel and Blair. Alexis and Devon certainly are interesting. Dee Dee and Tacker. I got to think Tacker's gone at some point. He'll be the one voted off next, if I had to guess. Um, and then Jillian and David. I mean, David seems to be a hot commodity with the other women. Ariel and whoever we went on a date with last week, I already forgot. But, and then Jillian seems to still want him, or maybe he wants her. I'm confused. I think they might want each other. 
I forget. <laughs> but good stuff. Can't wait to keep talking about this show. Big things coming, hopefully, uh, next week on this. Other thing I wanted to talk about was um, F-Boy Island. And if you go back to season one, remember one of the three women was C.J. Franco. Well, did you see the story that broke yesterday? This was Daily Mail, but it also but it had pictures. It wasn't just, you know, Daily Mail is very well known for just spreading salacious rumors. But anyway, it says exclusive Kate Beckinsale's ex-husband, Len Wiseman, 50, has moved in with 32 year old girlfriend C.J. Franco eight years after they started dating amid his split from the underworld actress. So it says Len and CJ have been dating since 2015. Um, as far as I know, that was never brought up in season one of F-Boy Island. Uh, CJ was there to possibly fall in love or get money out of it or whatever the case may be. And then we find out yesterday she's been dating Len Wiseman for eight years. I just thought that was interesting because at no point did that ever come up on season one of F-Boy Island. And they have pictures of them together. Um, I didn't know they were dating for eight years, but there's a picture of them hugging at an event, a models event, or whatever the case may be. But, yeah, uh, that's... Uh, that's And there's pictures of CJ and Len Wiseman a, a while ago, um, back in 2015 together. So... It could be one of these things where they were in an off period and then she just decided just, you know, to improve her brand because she wants to get into comedy. She's been doing a lot of stand-up lately. Maybe it's, you know, one of those things. But just kind of funny how we find out that <laughs> one of the main women that they revolved season of one of F-Boy Island around literally had a man for eight years. And then finally, about the Family Feud uh episode that I talked about last night, I found it because remember I said it came up in my TikTok feed, so it didn't have a date on it of when this show aired. I found it on YouTube. It aired nine years ago, so it wasn't any time recently. And so I'm just surprised that it never got back to me. And there's so many when you just Google family, family feud, fast round bloopers, there's so many other ones of just bad answers or people not getting to the 200 after the first person gets up a shit ton of points. I mean, I could go through all of them, but that was the most egregious one. Maybe there is another one where somebody who went second got zeros for all five answers. But yeah, for some reason, I thought maybe that was a recent episode. No, it wasn't even close. It was nine years ago. So unfortunately, they did not win the money. And she has probably been uh, disgraced and is not invited to Thanksgiving dinner anymore for giving those horrendous answers. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I, I really appreciate it. Please subscribe in Apple Podcasts. Certainly helps the podcast as well as rating and reviewing does. In an hour from now, the Sports Daily will be up. In two hours, podcast number 344 with Dr. Katherine Sanderson, psychologist, gives some very good insight to these reality dating shows and the psyche that the contestants have on these shows. We dive into that and a couple other things as well. That's coming up in a couple hours. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.